Good evening. Welcome to tonight's show. If you are in New York or the Tri-City area, you are being bombarded with some snow and hopefully it leads to some sort of two-hour snow delay. We haven't had any of those yet this year, which is really tragic, although there are far more tragic things in the world to worry about than not having a snow day. Uh, on any kind of level, you know, in general, for me personally, I, you know, I love the winter and whatnot, but if, if you're not, you know, if I don't get a little snow, then like, what's the point of the cold? Like the cold is a sacrifice for the snow, you know, generally when it snows, it's the type of cold. That's really nice. It's not like a bitter damp, you know, freezing cold, you know, when it gets too cold to snow, that's when you blow. <laughs> oh yeah. So tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about the Igster. We talked about Iggy pop, the undefeated true reigning king of rock and roll, or at least punk rock. I would say he's also known as the godfather of punk rock. We cover him from time to time. I'm still waiting on Nick, my friend Nick from the Stoogeaholics group. I'm waiting, dude. Let's cover Funhouse, dude. I'm ready. What's up? Let's go. You and me. In the meantime, I'm just going to talk about things that never were, definitely probably shouldn't be, but are fun to think about. You know, um, that's one of like our favorite pastimes here on on you know the channel yeah see kevin's already got a two hour delay tomorrow you lucky goose you lucky lucky goose i, I want full snow day that's what i want give me the full damn snow day uh it's fun it's it's a fun game you know they do it in comic books all the time what if what if this like elseworlds you ever heard of elseworlds uh, for DC, that's where, like, you know, it's some alternate reality where this happened or this did not happen. And in the case of Iggy Pop, there were several what-if alternate realities, one of which um, is a real mind-boggling notion with Iggy Pop um, possibly, you know, or at least being approached to front the doors. So after Jim Morrison died, Iggy became very friendly with uh may ray Rilla, ray manzarek the 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 friggin um keyboardist the piano player whatever you want to call him fender Rhodes piano player of the doors that's right it is kevin's birthday happy birthday to you kevin it's kevin's birthday and you are all invited to his pity party no happy birthday kevin that's awesome man i hope you have a i hope you get i hope Hope Kevin gets a snow day for his birthday. He deserves it. He deserves it. Give it to him. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, like, uh, so so Ray Manzarek, like, started to like really become like you know chummy with Iggy Pop. They they were trying to figure out a band together. See, I don't know when when this happens. You're thinking, Jeff? I thought we were talking about ACDC. Yes, I'm getting to that in a minute. I'm getting to that in a minute. I'm just go trying to show that Iggy Pop has been approached numerous times to front very famous revered bands. In this case, he was also asked to front the doors. 
uh, to which he declined. He very famously said, um, I would wanted to take no part in something so morbid. So Iggy, who was incredibly inspired by Jim Morrison and has, you know, gushed about it in interviews in the past about how, you know, we saw Jim Morrison without his shirt on going crazy and getting a rise out of the audience. Those are all the, those are all pieces of Iggy pops DNA uh, found in Jim Morrison. It, you know, it would be interesting to see. I think in past shows, I've said I would never want to see that, but that's not true, man. I kind of would. I think it would be very interesting. Uh, would it work? Would it be a functioning band? Does it have a right to exist? Absolutely not. I mean, to replace it, Jim Morrison with anybody would be ridiculous. But it, for, from a sheer morbid curiosity, sort of like novelty standpoint, to see in the same way that I would love to see Angelo Moore front the bad brains. You know what I mean? I'd love to see Iggy pop doing a door set with, with them. That would be cool. Did they ask uncle Glenn? I don't, <laughs> I don't think uncle Glenn was a twinkle in their eye when they could have asked him for that. He he was uh, still singing in uh Kudat and Bujang or whatever. So after that happened, after we got, after this whole doors thing or around the time of the door, I don't know. I don't even know when, when it all went down, it, but at some point it, it happened. And here, let me find the right, the good article. What do we want here? We want, I think what we want is guitar world. Guitar world has the best one. Yeah. Guitar world magazine. Let's do that. Here we go. Let's see what guitar world says. Iggy Pop, this is written by Matt Owen on January 3rd, 2023. Uh, Iggy Pop says he was once asked to join ACDC. I listened to their record and I thought, I can't fit that bill. The Stooges front man, front man who felt he wasn't what the band needed also recalled a wonderful encounter with Bon Scott. So I have to assume that Iggy was approached after Bon Scott died. When did Bon Scott die? Let's let's try and pinpoint what kind of Iggy was being approached to sing for ACDC. And just, you know, to get conversation rolling, would you want to see Iggy? Could you would you and could you want to see Iggy Pop fronting either the doors or ACDC had either of those lineups happen? I think ideally, what I always want to see is a super group formed. I don't want to see Iggy singing for ACDC. I don't want to see Iggy singing for the doors. I want Iggy to be singing for the new order of the doors, right? I want Iggy to be singing for the new order of ACDC, whatever that means, you know? So like maybe, maybe they call themselves like high voltage or something that would be cool. High voltage with Iggy pop fronting ACDC that works. And then with the doors, like what would you, I don't know, some other name for, you know, Iggy pop plus the three doors that would work. That would work. That would be, that would be rad, but you know, for them to release, it would be not, it would be a novelty at best. Oh, that's that one ACDC album that Iggy sang on. Oh, that's that one Doors album. Like the way Black Sabbath did that a whole bunch, right? A little bit. They had, they had like four or five lead singers, not including Ozzy. Although I will always stand by 
Dio fronted Sabbath as just being excellent. When did Bon Scott die? We're going to find out this right now. Oh, so February 19th, 1980. And then Brian Johnson replaced him and they did Back in Black, one of the greatest selling records of all time. Could you imagine Back in Black with Iggy? Back in Black. I hit the sack. How would that sound? It would be really weird. Um, so where is Iggy in 1980? He is fresh off. He's fresh off um the Berlin albums that he did with David Bowie, right? He does he basically really establishes his solo career with David Bowie, starting with the idiot in 1976. Although, you know, David Bowie had been in his life much earlier when they joined, they signed on with main man, which was his um, manager's management company and brought the Ashton's back. And they did raw power, which David Bowie, I don't know if he was, was he, was he the producer on raw power? I got to check this out. Raw power. Let's see. I don't think he produced it. I know he mixed it, but I don't think he was the producer. Was he the producer? Yeah. Produced by David Bowie. Right. That's right. Okay. And he also mixed it too. So, so he did, um, so he came off of that and then, you know, what happened was Iggy, you know, the Stooges dissolved. Iggy went crazy. He hooked, re he linked up again with James Williamson. They did kill city. And then Iggy was bumming around New York and doing shows at Max's Kansas city and slashing himself with drumsticks. And then, uh, he put out the two albums with David, he relinked up with David Bowie. David Bowie gave him co-songwriting credit, Us for Life and The Idiot, super well-received albums. Then he, right, right, Minister. He did um, he did New Values in 79, which was the last time that he would work with James Williamson until, um, and that has like I'm Bored and Five Foot One on it and uh, just a bunch of songs, not very memorable songs. That's the last time he would work with James Williamson until the Stooges reunion. I have not heard, um iggy on the danny elfman remix but i will totally check that out that sounds rad can you actually message me with that send me a send me a dm with that uh kevin please i would really like to hear it um right new values in 79 so he's fresh off of new values let's keep reading let's keep reading just so we understand iggy pop has revealed that he was once asked to join acdc as the band's lead singer but turned it down, but turned down the opportunities he felt he couldn't bring to the table what they needed. I mean, maybe not what ACDC needed, but imagine like the combination of Angus Young, the feeding back of energy between Angus Young and Iggy Pop, just going back and forth, back and forth. That's high voltage. That's what you would want. You would want an album called High. Thanks, Kevin. I just got it. I'm not going to play it on the show, but I will I will check that out as soon as I get off. Um, the, I would call that. A, OK, so so I'm saying it on the record right now. Don't call them ACDC. You call them high voltage. And it's you just have Angus Young and Iggy who, you know, Angus Young is still kicking it. Right. He's still around. Get get them together. Have Angus play on an Iggy album. That would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. I would I would check that out, but not to call it ACDC with Iggy Pop singing. It's just too weird. It's just meshing two things that don't belong. Now, ACDC is not 
synonymous with Bon Scott anymore because Brian Johnson, he came in and he crushed it as their new lead singer. So ACDC is their identity is not necessarily tied to the lead singer, which actually leads me to think maybe could it work with Iggy? Although Iggy doesn't have the vocal range. Sorry, I'm like literally thinking this out in my head as we're talking. In real time, I'm trying to decide. No, most certainly would never work. It would never work. But give a give Iggy some Stooges songs maybe and just like a variety of stuff, stuff that's in his register that maybe he could sing from ACDC. Maybe Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, I love that. I love that. Rennie, you are on the money. Raw Voltage. Raw Voltage. That's what you would call that band. You'd call them Raw Voltage, and they would kick so much butt. And it would just be, yeah, can you imagine, like, Dirty Deeds, Dunder, Cheap. He could do it. He could absolutely do it. Um, the vocalist made the revelation while in conversation with the New York Times uh, and explained that he was initially asked to become ACDC's frontman before moving to England to reform the Stooges for, oh, oh, crap. I, I totally messed up. Wow. Okay. That's what happens when you don't pre-read articles. My bad, guys. My bad. Um, so this actually, he was actually approached as early as when he moved to England to reform the Stooges the first time that it was happening. That's when he, him and James Williamson, they were signed to Main Man, as I was just saying, and they linked up with David Bowie for the first time. That is so bizarre. Okay, that Iggy, that would never work. That would never, never, never work. What's going on, Angus? How are you? Yes, Minister, love Soldier. Love Soldier. That is right. Soldier and Party came next. And along with that, he did a song called Pain and Suffering on the soundtrack for Rock and Roll, which I think didn't come out until Run Like a Villain, which was the album he did with Chris Stein from Blondie. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with Iggy's solo discography for whatever strange reason. Okay, so I was totally wrong, you guys. It wasn't in 1980 when Bon Scott passed away. I guess they had a they had a lead singer before Bon Scott, right? Maybe I should just read the article and stop trying to like guess what happened. Let me just finish reading. ACDC had a manager many years ago when I hadn't reformed the Stooges. I hadn't moved to England, Pop recalled. Pop recalled. And this guy said, Are you interested in joining ACDC? They were looking for a singer. Um, interesting. So he hadn't moved yet, but he was going to, uh, despite the interest pop ultimately turned down the offer after consulting the band's early repertoire. I listened to their record. He continued. I thought I can't fit the bill. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't like, Oh, I don't like them. It was quite well made. They do careful work, but I'm not what they needed pretty rad pretty rad of him to like recognize that in the interview pop doesn't make it clear exactly when he was approached by acdc's management though he does reference that he was contacted about the job before he moved to england and reformed the stooges in 1972 that move would ultimately result in the band's 1973 comeback album raw power given however that acdc didn't release their first album high voltage until february of 1975 oh, i did not see i don't know anything about acdc i really don't total blank spot for me apart from uh, i know very very little that but acdc had been around since like 1969 oh, hold on now i gotta check this out 
this is bothering me. They didn't form in 75. When did ACDC form? 1973. So he was being approached right at the very beginning of the band before Bon Scott. How about that? That blows my mind. Why did I think that? I thought ACDC got their start even earlier. Because you generally, I I imagine that ACDC would predate friggin' Iggy Pop. Isn't it crazy to think that if you include the Iguanas, which was uh, Iggy's like first band, Iggy Pop is in his seventh decade of playing live music and recording albums. Seven decades. In his seventh decade. Six decades of doing this. In, uh, I guess, I guess in two years, in, in 25 it, it will be, it will be, uh, it will make for six decades. Sorry, he's about to enter his seventh decade. Let me correct myself. Um, given, however, that uh, ACDC didn't release their first album, High Voltage, until February of 1975, the timeline presented by Pop in the interview he references hearing the album by the band seems improbable. So, okay. So the the article is saying maybe Iggy Pop has his timeline all confused, in which case, let's go back to the idea. Maybe Iggy is misremembering and it, in fact, was post Bowie. It was post Bowie and it was around the time of uh, 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 New Values and uh, Soldier and Party and whatnot, uh, which would make a lot of sense. I guess maybe. And by that time with an established ACDC, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't have Iggy singing for that, but maybe if it, they really did approach him in 73, right when the band was forming, that's a different story. Then the band would have become, the band would have become different. Um, Iggy is 75. <laughs> Wait, Iggy is 75, but hold on. He's been making music since 65 he's been making music he was born in 47 okay hold on a second iggy was born in 47 right uh his he played with his first band the iguanas till about 65 maybe 66 right so he's about 18 19 years old when he started okay and then that would put them, and then in the 60s, mid 60s, all that every band that formed in the 60s is having its 60th anniversary. Like all the Beatles albums are turning 60. So Ig, absolutely. Okay, so maybe he's not in his seventh decade yet. I was a little early, but he's absolutely been making music for 60 years, 150%. I can't imagine Iggy singing big balls. It, yeah, it would be weird. Oh, you can imagine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I could imagine him singing Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. Uh, what else did he do? Highway to Hell? I guess maybe I could see Iggy singing Highway to Hell. But would they have even written material like that? In a weird kind of way, aren't ACDC songs somewhat like parallel to certain early Stooges songs? Like maybe on, I don't know, some level. Because I'm thinking right now, like you could almost see like someone stoogifying. That's what I really mean to say. In the same way that that we had someone, um, our friend I Mesanthrope, he turned Earth AD songs into Sam Hain songs and Sam Hain songs into Earth AD songs. I would almost want to see 
someone do Stooges material like ACDC or see ACDC material done like the Stooges? How would that sound? That would be rad. That would be rad. Um, I cannot see him singing kicked in the teeth again, says Angus. Kevin says, yeah, ACDC could play. I want to be your dog. They totally could with Brian Johnson. I'm so messed up. I want you here. I'm sorry. That's just so ridiculous to me. Like in the best way ever. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm so messed up. Like you shook my eyes. Go. I'm so messed up. I want you here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god, that would totally work. That would totally work. But he couldn't sing. No fun. No fun wouldn't work. Shake appeal. Why does my Brian Johnson not sound like Brian Johnson or not? Doesn't exactly sound how Brian Johnson is supposed to sound. Um, that's that's pretty funny and sticky. And you know what else is sticky? Riot stickers are sticky. Boo! Riot stickers are the official channel, the, the official sponsor of the Frumis channel. These stickers have shiny vinyl coverings. They protect you from all of the elements, including a UV protective layer that keeps out the UV, the harmful UV rays. Um, we are currently doing a special deal with Riot stickers. You can get a thousand stickers for $79 at seven cents a sticker. Link is in the description. You cannot beat that price riotstickers.com backslash from us f-r-u-m-e-s-s -S. so what are you waiting for order your riot stickers today you will not regret it i absolutely can guarantee that you will get very uh good satisfaction from riot stickers look at this beautiful banner that they uh that that sharpie riot uh printed up in the back let's play the quick little video Yes, I love it. I love it. Um, in any case, though, later in the interview, Pop goes on to discuss his relationship with the man who would ultimately become ACDC's first prominent vocalist. Because they had, so this I do know, there were three ACDC vocalists. There's the first guy that nobody really talks about or knows. Then there was Bon Scott that everybody knows. And then there's Brian Johnson. Um, he said, he says, um, the man who would ultimately become ACDC's first prominent vocalist saying, I had some wonderful encounter. I had some wonderful encounters with Bond somewhere. 
and we were both drunk and stoned. I see pictures sometimes, he added. I go, I don't remember, but that's me with Bon. I love what he did. After Scott died at the age of 33 in 1980, uh, ACDC considered numerous potential replacement singers before ultimately hiring Brian Johnson, who's been with the band ever since. Recently, Johnson was particularly coy about the future of ACDC, explaining to Sirius XM's Eddie Trunk that he had been told not to answer questions about the subject uh, as it's the band's official line. Um, you know, a great example of like weird, like weird, like bands, like band lineups. You had you had Axl Rose singing for ACDC. That's weird. I've not, I haven't listened to any of it. Um, but that's, that's weird. That's a, what, what a weird notion. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't really sound like ACDC, even though again, ACDC is not really identified by the lead singer as much as it's like, I don't know, a collective band or even, you know, you think more of like Angus out in the front duck walking in his little schoolboy costume than you do about who is singing, whether it's Bon Scott or Brian Johnson or whoever. Uh, in the same interview, Johnson also refused to answer questions about the possible follow-up to ACDC's 2020 record, Power Up, saying, it's getting tabloidy here. You're getting tabloidy. If I say one thing, it'll be blown out of proportion. You just can't afford to talk now. There's too much blabber on the internet, and I'm not on any kind of face thing or social media at all. Never have been. It's just gossip. So, you know, that's, that's, um, and Brian Johnson, he like, he like lost his hearing like permanently or something like he has no hearing left, which is why they had Axl Rose in the first place. Um, so the doors formed and another thing to note, the doors formed in 65, the Stooges formed in 67, 67, but the, but Iggy had been playing earlier with, the iguanas and the prime movers that right that was the blues band that he had joined for a little while um so ultimately like again like i'm down i guess for all these configurations that like are might be considered abominations as well but like i think the key to making it all work is that you need you need to just change the name straight up change the name call it raw voltage call it what would you call the doors one i don't know Let's go. Let's take some comments real quick. We have Minister saying when East, when ACDC came to England in 77, they got labeled as punk, which the band hated. I, yeah, I mean, again, when I like think about some of the songs that I do know, and I don't know a lot of ACDC, I think in my head that a lot of it could be hashed out in a Stooges kind of way or, you know, some sort of punky ish kind of way. It could, it could work. Angus says ACDC could become a metal doo-wop trio with Brian Johnson, Axl Rose, and Iggy Pop. But here's my question. What would the name be? What would the doo-wop name be? Something ACDC-based. Minister says Axl Rose with ACDC. I thought they should call it Axl, Axl C-DC. Axl C, Axl DC, maybe. Would that make more sense? Axel DC, I thought would suck, but was actually pretty good. Okay, I'll, I'll check out some stuff. Next time we do the YouTube show, that's going to be something we check out. We're going to do more of those uh, Jeff TV shows. That, that'll be something that we will notate 
for a future uh, Jeff TV show. I'm just curious to know, what would you call the doors with Iggy Pop if you were to change the name, um, the pores, the Iggy in the doors? You could Iggy in the doorknobs. I don't know. Um, couldn't call them the doors, though. However, the Doors did release, you know, the Doors did release two albums without Jim Morrison. They made two more albums after Jim Morrison died. Let's let's go to the let's go to the Googles for that. Uh the Doors discography. Um I'll tell you exactly the who, what, when, and where and why. I believe Ray and Robbie both sang on those albums. Let's see. Taking it to the Wikipedia. One second. One moment. One moment. Yeah. Two other albums were released after Ellie Woman was the final album with, with, with Jim Morrison. And then you had other voices. I mean, they kept going after Jim died, man. Other voices came out and the, the, the vocals were both Robbie and Ray. That's crazy, man. That is really crazy. So they became a power trio. I don't know if you call it a power trio, but they became a trio. And then Full Circle was the final Doors album. And that was released in 72. And yeah, that was, let me tell you, the they really tried. Both same thing. Both Ray and Robbie sang lead vocals, you know. Which is funny because when they kind of came back and did the doors of the 21st century, they had a lead singer. Why wouldn't they just keep, I don't know, we could have kept powering on. They could have gotten a new lead singer and just called themselves by a different name. What's funny is if they went to Iggy and say, hey, do you want to sing for us? We're going to call ourselves something else. Um, I'm sure Iggy would have been more open and receptive. It was the fact that. He he was to 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 replace Jim Morrison in the doors that Iggy Pop was so turned off by. Uh, Minister says those post Jim Morrison albums are terrible. I'm sure they are. I've never listened to them, but I'm sure they are. And there's a great book by Jonathan uh, John Densmore, who's the the drummer. He wrote a book about his legal battles with uh, Ray and Robbie um over like the catalog and using the songs and commercials and stuff. How um he thought that Jim wouldn't want it and was trying to put a stop to it while Ray and Robbie were trying to cash in and whatnot. BJ Savage says, never thought about the other doors albums without Jim, even though I had one of them, LOL. Yeah. That's a weird thing to comment. Babalu, Babalu. Hmm. I don't know what you mean. Uh, Angus says, Angus says, Iggy in the doors could be called Iggy breaking on through. Actually, I kind of like that. Or you could just call it breaking on through. Iggy breaking on through. I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue. I'll be honest, Angus, but I think you're on the right track. Maybe just break on through, breaking on through. Right, breaking on through the doors. It, it could work. That could work. You could just pick a doors song. Um. What's that song? Uh, they can call themselves Strange Days. That might be an interesting uh, uh, post. Just anything. I, I honestly, I think the ultimate template is is what Minutemen did after D Boone died, calling themselves Firehose, and what Joy Division did after um, Ian Curtis. They called themselves New Order. Those are two prime examples of continuing on 
even with like a similar sound as like it's like you're not missing a beat you're just changing the thing because the person that made the thing the thing is gone you can't call it the thing without the person who made the thing the thing if the thing is not there anymore that's you know and we've <laughs> what better example than you know jerry's misfits right sorry jerry sorry uncle jerry um call yourselves the resurrected call yourselves them arose but by any other name <laughs> uh that's a, that's a short one tonight guys it's a short one i'm going to watch your honor on showtime i don't know if anybody's watching this show with brian cranston your honor it's really good it's in the second season so i'm actually gonna um take off early if you are into the secret shows that we've been doing, if you're a YouTube member or a Patreon member, I just recorded tonight. I recorded another secret show in that series, not the Stephen King one, the other one, not the Lodi Files, the other, other one, if you know what I'm talking about, the secret show. Um, so another episode of that is in the can and will be going up. Uh, Eerie Vaughn Part 8, the final chapter of the Eerie Vaughn interview series uh, has been edited, it's uploaded, it's primed. It's going to be out in early March for Patreon and YouTube members early, and then it will be dropping at the end of the month um, and then get ready for John Christ and the John Christ interview and what we'll do. I'm still, I got to shape all that material together. That's going to take a little bit more work because we kind of like jumped a little bit all over the place, which I don't mind doing, but I, I just want to give like we have this really good thing at the beginning and I want to kind of like make that its own separate thing. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. And uh, the table reading. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for my I'm going to keep talking about this a lot. My shadow, my new screenplay, my new it's eventually going to be my next feature length film. It's called my shadow. We're doing a audio play. That's right. I'm putting on a play on the YouTube channel with a script that I wrote and um the last thing I'll say is this. If you do decide you want to tune in for the, the play, and I hope you do, it's a it's original, it's an original uh narrative story of fiction that I wrote myself. Um, and the idea is that you will put on your your headphones or your speakers, you'll turn off the lights, maybe you light some candles, sit in the dark, close your eyes, and listen to the play and let it transport you to the world of the story. That's the that's the vibe we're going for. That's what I want. Um, I want it to be a, a, an immersive experience, and eventually it will be adapted into a film. So that's that's all in the works. In any case, if you are driving tonight or tomorrow, please stay safe out there if you are in the tri-state area. For the rest of you, peace and hair grease. I'll be back tomorrow for sure because, I like I said, I think, I have a, think it's a good chance it's going to be a snow day. In which case, I'll be around. So we'll see. What's up, Room Morgue? Um, thank you. Thank you. Always cough cool, Mr. Room Morgue. And yes, I'm glad, Minister, I'm glad you like um, your honor. The first season was excellent. I love what they're doing in the second season. Not going to spoil it for anybody. And guys, guess what's coming up? That what? Oh, God, what's the uh, Yellow Jackets? Yellow Jackets season two at the end of March. Hell, mother effing yeah. That's going to be a good time. Um I just talked a lot about the Patreon. If you're not familiar with the Patreon, let me tell you all about it. Peace, hair grease. See you tomorrow.
Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.